Welcome into another episode of Let's Get It. Chase Martos, Taylor Bell is back with me to co-host this celebration of the Braves World Series championship. No Justin for us today. No, he's not able to join us, but Taylor and I will celebrate enough for the three of us. But before we do, we just want to remind you guys, you can follow Justin and me on Twitter at LGI underscore podcast. You can also find me personally at Chase Martos, very simple, at Justin underscore Helms 34. Uh, Taylor, what's yours? You can follow me on Twitter at TaylorBell222. And your podcast? My podcast is the Hopeless Sports Mantic Podcast. It's available on Anchor as well as Spotify, pretty much any platform. You can find a podcast. Mine's on it. And so is ours. You can find us on YouTube as well as Apple, Spotify, any of the streaming sites. But okay, Taylor, let's go ahead and get started on this celebration show. I don't even know where to begin. You know, we, we've talked about this before, and we look back at the 2019 season, and we just, it was just shocking that that team didn't go to the World Series. That was probably the best team that the Braves have ever had. And they just, the bats went cold. I think they clinched the division really early. And so guys were sort of resting. Um, and then the bats just went cold. It seemed like everybody was out of routine. There was no true ace on the team. I mean, Mike fulton was probably, I guess, he ace. had a very he had a really good second half, so that yeah. kind of us. Yeah, you know. he he had been sent down at that point of the or at some point in the season because he was struggling so bad. But you look at that team and you're like, there's no way that team should not have gone to the World Series. I mean, the Nationals went to the World Series and the Braves dominated the Nationals in the regular season. And you look at this year's team and everything that this year's team had to go through. It was started with the news of Mike Soroka, started with the all-star game getting removed from Atlanta, which I don't care what anybody says. That had to that that really sucked. That really they took that moment away from Atlanta. Rob Manfred did the just the ability to celebrate Hank Aaron in Atlanta for that was just taken away from the city and it, it hurt it hurt and so you start with that max freed was hurt for a little bit to the beginning of the season travis darno and alex jackson at the time both went out at some or for a significant amount of time abraham almonte was batting lead off in the month of july which is just the way that this team, the stuff that this team has overcome, and it was the unlikeliest of teams from the Braves. I mean, if you would have said in July that the Braves are winning the World Series, I probably would have laughed in your face because there's, there's, that's what makes this feeling so much more special, I feel like, is the fact that this team has just overcome so much throughout the season. And I didn't even name everything that this team has been through. I think I've done that on previous shows, but just. It's, it's July 11th. It's July 11th. Ronald Acuna 
who was basically at that point in the season the only consistent offensive output yes. for the Braves. Tears his ACL, is taken on a cart off the field in tears. And the next day, somebody from the future goes up to you and says, the Braves are going to win the World Series and Jorge Soler is going to hit, what is it, three home runs in, a, in the World Series. And a 440-foot bomb that literally went out of the stadium. And, and, and that, that team compared to the, 29, the 2019 team it was is still, since the rebuild, the most complete Braves team, top to bottom on paper. And then last year's team, I think they didn't they, – you obviously still had Acuna, so that helps a ton. But the only thing that you really have the advantage outside of that um, is, I guess, the bullpen. the bullpen was elite. I mean, and, last year you had Melanson, you had Will Smith, Chris Martin was really good last year. Um, Shane Green was good last year. And then you have the, uh, the, the kind of, I think, what ends up costing them this, and the NLCS is not having a, another starter to be yep. able to go to in the playoffs. And luckily, you, you, even after losing Charlie Morton, you have Max Freed and you have Ian Anderson there again to where you're, you're, kind, you're in the same spot twice. And one season where you're up three one, and I I personally felt a lot more confident going into the World Series because we saw them in that three one situation in the CS against LA, and they were able to kill that narrative. But yet, it's resurrected a week later, and they go through the same thing again. And all all I heard from the national media, from Astros fans that I talked to, was, "Oh, y'all should have." throwing everything you had at game five. You don't want to go back to Houston. Which was the dumbest thing that they could have – Would why would you throw Max Freed on short rest at that point? Why would you Why would you risk throwing Ian Anderson in the bullpen or something? Why – I don't understand. I never understood that. I never I, understood that. We had to win one more game. They had to win three more games. We – I think we, as a city, especially coming from, see, I, I don't want to get on, on a, a soapbox of misery by any means, but we have Justin, who's the Bama fan. He almost gets bored probably with how many nat- national titles yeah. they win. Yeah. You have your Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl in February. Yeah. So I, as a Falcons fan, Georgia fan, just Atlanta all the way through, you, you kind of hang you cling to these moments it was the most poetic ending and i think necessary for the city for the series to go back to houston go back to the city where the biggest collapse in sports history happened go back oh i didn't even think of that i go back to where the falcons blew 28 to 3 and win a championship in that city i didn't even think about the fact that the falcons were playing in houston when they blew the 28 to 3 I just – and you go back to what this team has been through. I mean, you – the fact that you lost Jorge Soler in game four of the NLDS to COVID and he comes back in game five, and then that – they didn't miss a beat with him in the lineup. I mean, Jock Peterson came in and picked him up. And then in the World Series, game one, you lose Charlie Morton, who looked like he was on his way to just a masterful performance in game one. 
He had the run support. He had everything. He had the emergence of the night shift with Minter and um, Matzik, who I believe should have won MVP. Um, and then Luke Jackson and Will Smith. I know it's really hard for a reliever to win MVP. I know it's near impossible, but I mean, Tyler Matzik, when he came in, it was an automatic zero. It was an automatic, at least one or two strikeouts. He gave up one run, I believe, or maybe two runs the entire postseason. How, how does he not win MVP? I mean, he was just fantastic. I, I don't know if you are watching the games in a similar or watching the games in a similar fashion to what I was doing, but for me, it it comes back into the game. You sit all the way, I sit all the way forward in the couches, lean as far forward and full on like 2K try hard mode as I possibly can while yeah. watching the game, following along with the pitch sequences, things like that. And then that's kind of mentally draining. So you go back to the, you go, it cuts to a commercial between half innings and I would sit back, kind of relax, catch my breath a little bit. Think of, I guess about what pitcher would come in if it's a later inning, something like that. When Tyler Maxick comes in, you can sit back in your chair, like it's a commercial break and just enjoy. Yeah. Because you can just, and just know that you're about to see 98 on the black back foot sliders just hitters looking looking stupid and it's it's just an expected outcome i do think metzik had a better chance at winning the mvp if he was the instead of the setup man was the closer and you have that the the s column for for the saves coming in well will smith was perfect in the postseason he could have also won it i mean he was what seven or at least six for six he had two wins and he put up zeros the entire postseason he was fantastic i Guilty as charged. His final two months of the season were not great. I didn't have confidence in him going forward. I said, if he, it's going to, I mean, he's going to give up a costly home run in the playoffs, but he didn't. He, he just shut it down. He, he found himself. He found that slider. He threw that slider. At least I don't have it exactly in front of me right now. But, I mean, at least 60% of the time he threw that slider. And it was working every single time. And I just – I have no words. I don't know what your reaction was immediately, but my reaction was scream, post on social media, laugh hysterically, and then just sit back and watch the celebration. You know the uh, the uh, uh, Tiger Woods when when he sinks the, the his the chip shot where it kind of yes sat there at the cup and then fell in and he does that whole fist pump yeah that was me for about two minutes and then I started crying and then my brother sitting right next to me started making fun of me for crying because he's not that big of a sports fan and then I just it's, it it hits you it hits you in waves to where yeah. I I, t- I was uh, thinking about this it's there's not another round to play. They don't have to go win another game. It's not, it's there. There's not this whole, okay, move on. Now we got to go play the Dodgers or go play the the Red Sox or something like the, like we won the last game of the year. We're the champions. We are, there's going to be a banner put up a red banner put up 
in April at Truist Park that signifies that there is a World Series championship and not a meaningless, empty division title. Exactly. We have talked about how it is the city has just become almost okay with division titles. And yes, 14 straight division titles is great. But at the same time, there was one World Series championship. And this team, this team won the division. And at that time, you and I were both like, we, job's not finished yet. We haven't accomplished anything yet. With this team, with what Alex Anthopoulos did in the office or in the trade deadline, what this team has overcome, it's like, we haven't a it's world series or bust the way that this team has been built over the past few years every coming up short two years in a row 2018 i don't really count because we were just happy to be there but coming up short two years in a row it's like this team is world series or bust there is no there's no real celebration for winning division championships for getting to that nlcs you got to get to the world series. You got to win the world series. And it just feels like, it feels like this big sigh of relief, you know? I, I don't know how I can make it make sense, but if I was JT Daniels, if I was Jordan Davis, I would feel a weight lifted off my shoulders now for this Georgia football team, just because it's you've, as a fan, it's like this whole state kind of, plays it's all in unison we see a bunch of the hawks players show up to to the braves playoff games all the teams root for each other in that sense which i think is great to see but you and i talked at at the end of september when we were playing the phillies and wrapping and i think it was the week the last week of the regular season they hadn't clinched yet but they were pretty close and i was saying that we talk you hear all the time about how Playoff baseball is all about which team isn't necessarily have the best win-loss record over the whole season. It's about who's playing the best baseball at that point in time. Given the, the situation with wh- where how they were playing from behind because of all the injuries and the resilience they had to show in the first half, by default, by winning the division this year, you have to be playing some good baseball at the right time in order to make the playoffs. So it was just kind of this weird feeling of we saw how dominant that 2019 team was, but because of what, how they stumbled into the playoffs the last couple of weeks compared to going through a West Coast road trip, which historically has always been a weak point for the Braves going out West, playing San Diego, playing San Francisco, playing LA, regardless of how that division is shaped up. I was actually feeling more confident than I was in 2019 heading into the playoffs. Yeah, it's funny because we've talked, and it sounds cheesy, but it's so true. It's about who gets hot at the right time. And it's almost a good thing that the Braves had to wait until the last week of the season to clinch the division because so many years in a row they have clinched the division, well, so many years, two years, two or three years in a row, they've clinched the division at the beginning of September. And then they just do whatever for the final couple of weeks. And in 2019, of course, Freddie Freeman hurt his elbow, had to get surgery for that. Last year was just the pitching was just a disaster. I, it, it really was. And then this year, the, 
they just it was the last week of the season when they clinched the division they had to stay hot they were already everybody was in the flow of things in the swing of things and everything just worked out and again it's it's just about who gets hot at the right time when when you know for for max freed who's at with morton out is is the ace at that point you don't have to ask for eight innings of shutout ball to win because of having a weak offense or a thin bullpen and you know hey if we get five six solid innings now that was probably the best six inning appearance I've ever seen in my life for Max Freed last night, but just, just the, the depth in the bullpen and the fact that I, th- I think what, what gives this team more credit than anything else is it's a different guy. And even on Alex Anthopoulos's, um to his credit, it was Peterson in the divisional series. It was Eddie Rosario and the National League Championship Series and, and World Series, it was Jorge Soler. And all it was all three of the trade deadline acquisitions where we were at that, that point, I myself will admit, I wanted to trade Charlie Morton away. The yeah. season is a bust. Let's build up the farm system again that we were frustrated is a little bit weak on paper. And instead, what do we do? We give up essentially breadcrumbs for a World Series MVP a guy that's known for being extremely clutch in the playoffs and a guy that was a 30 home run hitter a couple of years ago and they all become key contributors for an eventual World Series run, which it's still, every time I say it, hits me a little bit more that we are the World Series champions. How many times have you seen the final out? Um, I think we're, um, my over-under is probably about 40 at this point. Yeah, yeah. Going back to what you were talking about at the deadline, I was the same way because we've taught, I mean, like I said earlier, it's World Series or bust for this team every year. It, the, we, have been, we have been building since 2013, 2014, and now the team has finally like come together. It is World Series or bust. And like you said, I was, I was on that same train of, Trade Charlie Morton, trade Drew Smiley, see what you can get, free up some, um, almost do things like the Tampa Bay Rays where you trade your stars at the right time and you get a bunch of prospects back and you just keep building like that over and over. And, you know, that series against the Mets, that five-game series when we were down four games and we win that series, that that was the series that was like, okay, we're still in this thing. We are still going to compete. We're still going to do everything we can to win that world series. And at the time it was like, you know, yeah, we got these good players, but are we really going to win? the? I mean, all we're going to do is win the division. Should we just be happy with that? And it's like, yeah, not really. It's like, great. We got Richard Rodriguez. We got Jorge Soler. We got Eddie Rosario and, um, Jock Peterson at the all-star break is and Adam Duvall. We can't forget Adam Duvall who had a really good world series as well. It's just now looking back at that. And like you said, it was just absolutely 
the only the best player we got rid of was Bryce Wilson and respect to Bryce Wilson. I hope he does well in Pittsburgh, but he wasn't really a part of the Braves future. There are so many pitching prospects that the Braves have. I mean, Kyle Wright came out and had the game of his life in game four. Tucker Davidson, you know, was decent in game five. I thought he could have gotten a little bit more help. He pitched a little scared, but he has a bright future too. He was just going to get lost in the shuffle and already kind of had gotten lost in the shuffle. But I mean, everybody else, it was like, we gave up Alex Jackson, who has like a 50% strikeout rate and an occasional home run. You gave up Bryce Ball and one other player for Jorge Soler. You give up a single-A guy who's still hurt for Jock Peterson. I mean, even if those guys turn out to be stars, this year was totally worth it. Exactly. Just to get a championship. Worth it. Yeah. And I, have, I, have, I have a question. Okay. You hand Freddie a, the blank check for his contract. If you're Freddie Freeman, what do you write on that? Are you asking me? What, 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 what are you, you basically saying? Whatever you want, Freddie, we're getting the contract. What is, what is Freddie's, what is Freddie Freeman's contract? I'm going to say, I'm going to give it maybe six years. Um, I don't know if it's a lifetime. He's 31 right now. So maybe I will say he gets a contract for seven years. And then I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do this stuff. Like I'm real, I'm really writing enough of a high right now. I could probably see seven years, 350 million and something point. like that. I mean, I'd be like, yep, that's, that's good. Let's do it. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you want, Freddie? 500 million. Okay. Franchise player. No, Bill. Oh, billion with the B. Oh, okay. Here you go. Yeah. What's that? You want part of the ownership? Okay. Yeah. Hey, 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 come on. Can you, can you make it 499? We did give you that ice cream machine in the club. Yeah. <laughs> forget about that. I, I tweeted, I tweeted this too. And to me, Freddie Freeman, Joe Buck said, this might be the final at bat of Freddie Freeman's Braves career. I don't know. I don't know really what, I think Freddie Freeman is going to be signed by the Braves within the first couple of days of free agency. That's I give it, thought. I give it two. when does it start? Has it already started? I, I'm not sure. I just, that's something you've always been more nervous at, at the end of the day, given just certain team situations like with, with Freddie, there's not really any doubt. Even if we didn't win the world series, Freddie was coming back to Atlanta, just like, as well with, with the Dodgers, LA is willing enough to break the bank. I will be extremely surprised if Corey Seager leaves LA in free agency. I kind of just tend to go that way outside of if it's, I don't know, a Paul Goldschmidt situation in Arizona, but it's as if we needed any other assurance that Freddie was going to come back. Yeah. He basically pushed off every single question that was asking him about is 
like like Joe Buck said, is is this his last game in a Braves uniform? Is this his last AB in a Braves uniform? I think the Braves were the leaders in attendance this year. They've made a boatload of money from the battery. They've made a boatload of money just from the postseason alone. They have made a ton of money. And so I could very well see the Braves locking up the likes of Freddie Freeman, giving Max Freed a significant amount of money this, this season, locking up Dansby Swanson if he wants it. Ozzy's already locked up. Ronnie's already locked up. And I think this could be a year where the DH comes back. So, I mean, heck, all four of those outfielders could be back as well. It's just, well, maybe there's going to be one odd man out, but there's, from what I've heard, Liberty Media has given Alex Anthopoulos basically everything he's asked. I know a lot of the older people who don't really like having a business ownership think that Liberty Media is the devil. I don't really see that. I think that they are going to be willing to give Alex Anthopoulos anything that he needs. And there's no reason that they shouldn't give any, given how much money they've made from the battery, from all the attendance this year and, and the, the postseason in general and the sales that this team has had as well, the sales from jerseys to, um, World Series shirts and hats. This team could very well be a big spender. And I'm not talking about getting outside free agents. I'm talking about keeping this core together. And that's that's all that's really necessary. And with, with this these moves, whether it's, it's bringing Dansby Swanson back or not, at this point, I trust Alex Anthopoulos enough. I think he could run for president and I'd vote for him at this yeah. point. How that's about how I feel about I, I definitely he if he doesn't win executive of the year, then something is wrong. I feel like Gabe Kapler is gonna win manager of the year just because the Giants were um overachievers like nobody's business. But Alex Anthopoulos better win general ex executive of the year and there's no doubt in my mind and i never thought especially after 2019 i never thought that there's a chance that i would actually be frustrated with mlb for not making brian snicker manager of the year that was that year oh god that year it was it's just we we look back at, at this houston series at the Dodgers series, especially, I think Craig yes. Council was kind of put in a, in a weaker spot because Milwaukee just doesn't have the money to get that great of a lineup. But yeah, Snit outmanaged every single opposing manager, and and every ever. manager played desperate too. You look at the NLDS, and I mean Josh Hader was coming in in the eighth inning during a tied game in Game Four, and you had elite, and he was leading off the next inning. Um, in the NLCS, I mean, Max Scherzer goes out. So many bullpen games for them. And then who was it? Was it Urquidy in Sunday's game? Pitched throwing, on short throwing, rest. Your game, throwing your game six starter in game five, so then you have to throw Garcia on short rest. Exactly. So 
all of these other managers played desperate. Brian Snicker just didn't. He trusted in his guys. He played every game. He understood it's a seven game series. You know, he understood that, you know, okay, if we don't win game five, it's okay. Cause I have my ACE going in game six. And if Max free can't do it in game six, then Ian Anderson is right there for game seven. Ian Anderson has been there before. He already pitched fantastic in game three. So we're okay. And not a lot of managers do that, obviously. And, you know, I think both of you, both of us, owe him a little bit of an apology. I mean, you've already put the shrine in your room for Brian Snicker. I've already told Bill Shank I will build a shrine if yeah. Brian Snicker. <laughs> and, you know, it. I, I am going to raise my hand right now. Well, my right hand. I will raise my right hand right now, and I will promise you that I will never send you a text in all caps complaining about about a Brian Snicker decision ever again. Hand to, Does hand that to God. Does that include the shift? Well, the shift is more of just a joke. You know I actually like the shift. Okay, okay. Sure. I do. The shift... The shift is like an offensive lineman. They only get the shift. I only complain about when it comes back to bite us. Like when Cody Bellinger slaps a ball where the shortstop is supposed to be played to knock in a run or when Alex Bregman gets his only hit of the series by slapping the ball to where Ozzy should be playing at second base. That's the only time when you notice the shift. Every other time, it's like Ozzy has played perfectly up the middle and he just tags second base and goes to first. Exactly. So, but back to the Braves. It's just, I don't know how much more I can say. Just euphoria, the relief from, I think, I think it's more just relief that, Atlanta finally has that burden off their back for fans, for all of the players. And you have said for years that with when one team wins the championship, it's just going to keep coming. Yeah, I, and, I, we, 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 will, we will become the next Boston and the championships across all sports come in like a flood. The, the, the biggest thing I get from all of this I, I guess my main point is because of what we've seen with the history of Georgia sports in general, you lose track of like you, you and I were, were the, we were in a mutual agreement that we weren't going to say anything until out number 27 was made Yeah, in game six. Mm-hmm. So because of that, you kind of lose perspective on when a game is out of reach. And this is a, this is a Georgia football game. This is the Hawks and the, playoffs anything like that where i actually have to go you actually have to go and ask neutral parties or opposing fans and go okay when did you believe that the game was out of reach i was getting i i looked after the game and i had texts from opposing fans on on twitter saying that uh, like congratulating me and i was just just trying to figure out when the point is so you go and ask them 
And they're like, oh, yeah, when Dansby Swanson hit the home run that made it 5 nothing in the fifth inning, yeah, we knew that was over. Whereas us Braves fans were sitting there and it, it, it could be 15-0. I believe with- Tyler or Will Smith gave up a single in the ninth inning, I think. And it was just like, oh, my God, is it happening? You know? Yeah. Or Dansby yeah. on the last play going to sec- – looking – like he was trying to go to second base, hesitating a little bit, and then throwing to first base. It was like, oh my god, this that was like. See, I on that play, I think that he he it was hit hard enough. He knew he could go either way. I think he wanted to go to second, but I I consciously believe with that because of the seven run lead, he decided to throw the ball to first so that way Freddie Freeman could make the last out to clinch the World Series. I don't know. I regardless it happened and we can finally say what we've all been dreaming to hear. The Atlanta Braves are world champions and I can't wait for the home opener next year. Uh, I told you it's like I'm almost kind of sad that the season's over now. I just had like a wave of sadness this morning like that oh my God, I'm never like, I, what am I going to do every single night for the rest of, for the rest from now until April, what am I going to do for my nights? It's the funniest thing where if you're a team that's like out of the playoffs or eliminated early on, like after the, after the game five of the divisional series, um, I was like, I don't even want to look at a baseball until April. Yeah because of that and you know that you see from the outside crowd that's like oh my god can baseball just be over with it's literally november and you're in this in this mindset of like what do i do can we have like can we have another series it's like i want more it's literally november but i want more yeah can can the season can everybody can free agency start so i can just get excited about all the players coming back and can we just get this thing started I think it's going to hit even more. The excitement building up is going to hit even more when Freddie Freeman gets re-signed, when Jock Peterson gets re-signed, when one of the Solaires and Rosarios, and when Dansby and Max Freed get their new contracts. It's going to be awesome. It's definitely, it's definitely riding that euphoria at this point where it's like, spend all the money, bring them all back. I don't care. Yeah. Break the bank. <laughs> We're going to do it again next year. Not one, not two. Acuna's going to not come in three. one of the outfield spots. Who cares? Soroka's going to take up a rotation spot for one of the young guys. Who cares? Bring them all back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just looking at next year's team, you're going to have Charlie Morton back. You're going to have Max Freed back. Both of those guys are aces. You're going to have Ian Anderson, Mike Soroka at some point, And then, I mean, Kyle Wright who I think is better out of the bullpen. You got Waskari Noah coming back. You've got Tucker Davidson could factor in somewhere. Kyle Moeller could factor in somewhere. And then the, uh, the night shift is coming back as well. So just this team could be a hundred game winner. The, the one thing I guess I, I would do is with some just the excess amount of outfielders and pitching prospects that the only trade the trade I would look for is just to get I guess a backup catcher 
yeah. this to take a little bit wear and tear because you have Darno has gotten. Well, do you trust ball. William? You think William Contreras can be a solid backup catcher? You also have Shay Shay Langoliers who might be ready next year. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but you got anything else? Uh, not not nope nope. I just joy and more joy. Probably gonna yeah, watch Solaire's moonshot about two hundred more times. Yeah, me too. Me too. But guys, that is the show. We really didn't have a whole lot prepared. We just wanted to express our gratitude and our um, our just happiness for the Atlanta Braves finally winning the World Series. The Atlanta Braves are world champions. Justin and I will be back soon for another episode of Let's Get It. But this time, for Justin, who's not here, for Taylor, I'm Chase. This has been Let's Get It.